This is Matt Taven, and you've decided that you get it because you're listening to the Unsanctioned Podcast. It is us, the Unsanctioned Podcast, the original group, the original trio. No one can be like this Unsanctioned Podcast. It makes me sad to think that some folks out there think otherwise and can launch things of this nature and call it unsanctioned. This is the original unsanctioned podcast. I'm Luis Vasquez. Hit me up on Twitter at Luis Vasquez 617. Yo, Luis, you've been firing shots for weeks at there, bro. It doesn't sit well with me. All you had to do was a simple Google search. But anyway, here we are. You already know, man. It's your boy, Jay Holland. You can find me across social media at a new, new handle, the Connoisseur781 on Instagram. Yeah, I had to switch it up a little bit. Okay. And of course, course, you know, on Facebook, it's still uh, J.O. City at the 781 at that. But yeah, we're doing big things around here. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Julio June. Of the original Unsanctioned Podcast. Oh, I was waiting for like the the other moniker. Nah, I'm serious today. Luis, Luis made me feel the vibe when he when he said what he said. <laughs> okay. Of the original, the original. There's no draft. Podcast. There's no draft. There's no. no draft about to separate us. No. Three years in the game now, and also disclaimer, as I love to put out there for those of you who are listening on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Plex, TuneIn, etc. Amazon. Guys. I, I said Amazon Music. I said Amazon. I apologize for the. I just want to emphasize it because it's new. Amazon Music. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Thank you for the contract, no. Jeff Bezos and his ex wife. Thank you, ex wife, for the contract. <laughs> yes, yes. That was our last thing on the way out the door. <laughs> I just want to put out there that we are acknowledging the audio quality is different. This stems from a, a Zoom conversation that goes to our YouTube channel. Hit us up there as well at unsanctioned I think it's an unsanctioned podcast just put an unsanctioned podcast in the search bar it'll come right up and then find us everywhere unsanctioned PW too though unsanctioned PW on Twitter and IG IG Facebook all your social media platforms exactly we tiktoking in an area near you (laughs) a week so so I'm going to tell you what this episode is about but I do have a question for you Jay for this episode we're going to cover some draft Everything. insights, our reactions to that, some AEW items. We're gonna Wide world of wrestling. Some some stuff going on over there. It's pretty impressive, as always. And, and like you said, off the off the air here, they're, they're really marching to the beat of their own drum, which is awesome to see. But yeah. Jay, the name change on social media. Give us give us the the exclusive on that. What you know? It, it, I feel like it's a. I feel like I'm maturing into my role, you know what I mean? And I feel like with with being, quote-unquote, like the Mike Tanay of, uh, of the wrestling, you know, I feel like I'm all-knowing. So then I was like, you know, I already kind of call myself the connoisseur, and I, I liked it. It makes me seem, like, more distinguished, you know what I mean? So I was like, let me just rock with it. So the connoisseur 781. And, and, and it's getting a lot of positive feedback. People are like, oh, you sound sophisticated and suave. I like that. So we're going to stick with it. So all the wrestling fans, when you see me, just like, what up? You know, it's the connoisseur of wrestling. You know what I mean? CM Punk was the voice of the voiceless. I am the connoisseur of wrestling. That's how we're going to do it. Now, does the connoisseur of wrestling still hit the line? 
Oh, you already know, man. This is the Unsanctioned Podcast. We are now being sanctioned over your airwaves. Let's get Let's it. Let's get it. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here. Never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair. Can't be shook. You know the wolf smell fair. Throw him in the trunk. Turn your man to a straight stick. No tire, just money so fire. Oh, man. Fellas, 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 fellas. Wrestling is under a new what there's seasons in wrestling now from what i've been told according to wwe they're they're having their series their season premieres uh starting with smackdown uh, on this upcoming friday monday night raw going through the draft and i'm pretty sure the following week will be their season premiere i mean there's so much to discuss going on in wrestling man we can talk about alberto del rio probably going away for life uh but i i want to start off I want to start off with AEW and NXT real quick, man, just for the, the Wednesday night wars, if you want to call them that, man. Um, shout out to the TakeOver event, man. The TakeOver event was great. You know, the Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor, man, that was one hell of a match. And, like, literally, they left it all on the line and, and broke some bones in between there, man. Like, yeah, Finn Balor broke, you know, broke his jaw in two places, man. Two places. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. The return of Ember Moon, which I don't think anyone's seen coming. Um, and, you know, shout out to Bo Dallas, man, because he was playing, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, everyone thought it was Bo Dallas who was, like, the person coming in on the motorcycle. And he was just playing around, like, yeah, if you believe, you know, and just find out that was Ember Moon, that was pretty dope, man. But yeah. I wanted to get you guys' feedback, man, on, on, on what's been going on with NXT, man, and, you know, your thoughts on that. The thing that really stood out for me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Julia, go ahead. No, go ahead, Luis, go ahead, Luis. I I was just going to mention that, I have to get this off my chest, is that how much Damian Priest looked like a star. Mm. I haven't really bought into his change from Punishment Martinez. I'm not a huge fan when something works for for someone on the indies and then they go to WWE and WWE completely like rebrands them after they already have a working formula. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you understand it, sometimes you don't. But in this case, I, I kind of wasn't feeling the change. And finally, for me, I, I haven't gotten this this sort of feeling, not since since Drew McIntyre made his entrance at TakeOver right before he won the, the NXT title. And, and you saw like the aura, the glow of a star coming down to that ring. That's the vibe that Damian Priest came to the ring that, that day, uh, this recent TakeOver. Um, to to kick ass, to have a great match, to really stand out on the card. And for me, that's what really stuck with me was just the way that he's been able to rise lately. Not just because of the, of the gold, but because of, of his own steps, his own willingness to take this new character and to bring it to new heights and to make it work with what he's got. I think, I think he's going to have a great career path in WWE. That's what stood out for me, besides all the other obvious uh, moments on the card. But Damian Priest, he's a star, man. He's a star. He's going to do it. That that was like a moment that really let me know, like it it assured me this is going to work. How do you feel about Johnny Gargano, though, man? Because I feel like he, like his work kind of just helped elevate Damian Priest, too. Like, definitely him over the top. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Jay. It's kind of like that. like that Shawn Michaels effect in in the 90s. Whoever Shawn Michaels worked with was going to look great. It's just so happy that Damian Priest is great in his own right. So it made it look even more spectacular when you put them two together. But I agree with you, Luis. He looks like a 100% star. Got the look, got the size. He can talk. Got a unique voice. Everything about him looks like they're going to be able to make it work. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah, and, and also in addition to that, I think that one of the things working in his favor for that to make him appear cool, like really like, like have a good uh, a presence on, on the roster was the new setup at the Performance Center. The yeah. Capital, whatever, whatever. Capital Let's go Wrestling back. Center. Let's not glance over that. Let's not glance over that. Capital Wrestling Center. Shout that, out all to the old that. WWE. It's a throwback. Right. All of that. All of that. Yeah. The look, the name, yeah. the feel of that all worked. Exactly. Plus, and plus, so, plus, plus. like him to be like the first to come out and he's working with the screens, doing this, lights them on fire. Like that, that set the tone. My, my man, my man's a star. And, <laughs> and I, I love the new setup. And it. I like how they like they give him the, like the old Shawn Michaels like jacket, bro. You people like as he's going to the ring, like mm-hmm. the old yeah. HBK little yeah. Like, yeah. dog tag chain link jacket as yeah. it looked man. So yeah, and 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 we're getting used to him. We we hear from him. I, I'll never forget the first time. I think you and I, you know, we shared this moment in that we had never heard him speak before. I don't think and in person. It was just different in person. Okay, that's what it was. But we encountered him at Starcast. And he was he was down to talk to us. It was on the fly, and he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then we started talking to him. It's like, "Well," blah, blah. and you're like, "Yeah, were you a gym teacher?" Yeah, you got like that little you know, like that assistant principal voice, bro. Like, <laughs> that to be your reaction. I was dying. You said that right to his face, and he was just like. <laughs> He's no. got that reprimand voice. Yeah, he definitely does, man. You've been, you've been reprimanded. <laughs> you see him at the gas station. He got glasses and just like he, he looked like gas, he was cool at the gas station. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Waved at regular, us like really regular chill dude, dude, man. You can tell he's yeah. a nice guy, and that's the people I, I, we root for. I think to me, the and the entire pay per view, what stood out for me was how good that Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor match was. Mm-hmm. How hard hitting it was. How and. It, it, it let Kyle O'Reilly go back to a style of wrestling that he's more familiar to. I don't think people know how good Kyle O'Reilly is. They don't yeah, know about the KO. Especially he's been in a he's been in a tag team since he's been in the WWE. But yeah. that and, man and is Adam Cole Shadow. Amazing, amazing. I, I was hoping they would push to that Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole feud. I don't know if that still is in the cards. Doesn't look like it is. So. Just the way, just the way with the way and that pay per view ended with Ridge Holland and everything, but. Oh man, I was so happy that he was be able, he was able to be highlighted. Hopefully, they do that for Bobby Fish at some point, just so all four of them can get that, well, that highlight. I mean, not to glaze over Rich Holland, man, because like as we know, he, he's he's uh, injured and he had to get carted off. Uh, Condolences to Rich Holland, man. Yeah, man, like he was ready to go, man. Like uh, him and Adam Cole, that few was looking very interesting for a while, but of course, injuries take place. But I think the current plan right now for the you know, undisputed eras, they're going to kind of push KO and, you know, Adam as faces. And I guess Fish and, you know, Strong are going to be more like still on the heelish end. Whether they keep them together that way, who knows? But I know like right now they're definitely pushing Kyle, like Kyle and Adam as faces. Um, so it's interesting. You know what I mean? In the women's division, the women's matches, you know what I mean, was was pretty interesting as well, yeah. man. Like Io Shirai. Io Shirai is, the, is a superstar. Is, yeah, like I'm just – like I like how they like push her very similar to how they push Asuka yeah. to a degree. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean, it's given that, that women's NXT Women's Championship relevance. You get what as, I'm saying? As wrestling fans, we need to – there's something that we do. We're being very hypocritical. Io Shirai has many competitors and challenges for her title. We think it's great. Asuka has not a clear, defined 
competitor or someone to go against and we like WWE has no direction. So we got to pick one. Uh, I well, do like the fact that Io Shirai has a lot of competitors. I like the fact that her competitors pop up out of the roadworks. It's people from the past, people from that you weren't thinking of, that you may have forgot about. The Ember Moon touch is awesome. Um, she was never going to do anything on the main roster. She just, She's not a WWE main roster personality, wrestling style. Nothing about her ever fit the main roster. So I'm really happy they brought her back down and she's going to be able to be herself. I like the way they uh, introduced Tony Storm out of nowhere. They still have Rhea Ripley in the picture. They still have uh, Shotzi Blackheart. All of them. Like, they all have them still lurking around, swimming around the waters. Dakota Kai. It, it makes it very, very interesting. It makes it very, very interesting. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, like I said, like I think, of course, we all know the difference between NXT and the main roster is, is the people who are involved in NXT. Nice. You know what I mean? And and they they have their finger on the pulse. You know what I mean? And they just know what to do with these stars and how to create them and to make sure that they're not just shoved down people's throats to the point where like, Oh, we don't even want to see this person no more. So, you know, shout out to them, man. Um, and then on the flip side, we go over to AEW, man. And, you know, Cody's come back with the dark black looking like he's on demon time. Uh, he got the shoe polish, the shoe yeah. polish. Heavy. <laughs> he got he the Carlos Boozer. Shoe Carlos shoe Boozer. Polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, with the NXT championship, I mean, excuse me, with the TNT championship match, which was, which was good. And like, Shout out, I will say this, shout out to AEW for this, like, picking various independent stars and, and putting them in, you know, prominent areas. You look at someone like Eddie Kingston. I guarantee you not a lot of people knew who Eddie Kingston was prior I to know. him coming to AEW. They don't even remember him being at Impact LAX, with, yeah. with the second version of LAX. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people won't remember him from Evolve. But, like, Eddie, good on the mic with the promo. And he's he basically yeah. saved the Lucha Brothers because – at first, they they started with the Death Triangle, but now Back. that Pac is, yeah. you know, locked up. Well, I won't say locked up, and have people think he's locked in jail. down. He's locked. He's down. locked down <laughs> due to due to the pandemic over in the UK. You know, that kind of stalled their plans. But Eddie Kingston was able to take them on and and actually make the Butcher and the Blade like somewhat more relevant now to like a, a broader audience who didn't really care for him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you look at what the Dark Order. I mean, the Dark Order started out something was just like uh okay like where's this going and then you get Brody Lee it's like all right great and now you look at the dark order you got people like Sinbad doing cameos asking to be in the in the dark order you got you know I mean the the, the t-shirts with the ad like the recruiters you know with silver like four and five and so it's it's very entertaining from those regards um I mean and then you look at the the dialogue with you know Brian K team Taz basically absolute Ricky Starks I I want people to keep their eyes on him because he's doing a phenomenal job you know i mean he's making the best of his opportunity um and then of course with hangman and kenny omega and seeing where that storyline goes to man so you know it, it's good being engaged with wrestling and, and shout out to wednesday nights so those those two nxt and aew are doing their job man they're engaging fans so yeah you know i mean you like what they're doing with miro I do, uh, because I think everyone expects him, of course, being who he is, just to instantly jump in and, and throw him into a title picture or throw him into this. I think it's one way to, to kind of introduce him. Yeah, it's interesting somewhat. how they the other way with it. Yeah, just introduce um, him, yeah. let him breathe a little bit, and then depending on when they – like, they have fans there, but not a lot of fans. But whenever fans get to come back, you could tell 
he's someone who still needs direction. So it's like after his first match and his win, like you could, you've seen Kip trying to like tap him on the shoulder, like, hey, look into the camera, look into the camera. And he's just like so pumped, you know, looking and yelling and stuff like that. And Kip is like trying to like, hey, look, look into the camera. So you can mm-hmm. tell uh, he still needs some sense of direction in those regards. Um, but I like what they're doing. You can tell they're going to build him up at a later date. And I think it's perfectly fine that they're just, hey, he. we know he's from WWE. We're not going to just instantly put him out there because you guys know he's a familiar face. We're going to let it breathe. We're going to do this little angle. And then probably over the next few months, we'll start building him up. I like, I like that. I don't like the fact that turned him into a comedy wrestler. I don't think I don't like putting him with Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian is going to be anywhere in a year. Is it makes no sense to me. I, I prefer them for them to put him with somebody. He could have did a feud with Jack Swagger or or just somebody. I said Jack Swagger. What about Jake Hager? <laughs> uh, or somebody that that had a little bit more of establishment to let highlight his in ring capabilities rather than making him a comedy wrestler with with Cape Sabian and Penelope or whatever the fuck her name is. Um, oh wow! I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that at all. I, 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 the reason I, why I, I, I like, like it, it at all. The reason why I like it is because, like I said, it's we don't want to. I don't, and I'm saying it. I don't want it to be WCW 2.0 where yeah, like no. this WWE guy just came over. Yeah. Let's thrust him into one of our one of our bigger name guys. It's just like you, you guys have stars that you need to build, and you got talent that you really need to introduce and get them over. Like Will Hobbs, you know what I mean? Like Will Hobbs is someone that they finally, and maybe because they listen to our podcast where we said they need to highlight more black talent. You know what I mean? But Will Hobbs is starting to come along and build out. You know what I mean? You still had Scorpio Sky doing his thing, so. I'm right here. I just worry that they wa- might water him down to the point where. Uh, is this a hot take? Yeah, they may water him down to the point where we don't want to see him. It's definitely a hot take. This is a hot got take. got the alarm going and everything. This is a and hot take. Even, the alarm's not coming from here, so I don't know where it's coming from. Really? No, it's coming from somewhere in this complex. Oh, oh, oh so, but it is coming from your side of things. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. It's a hot take. It was a warning. It's not, it's it's a hot not take. in this room. It's a hot just take. take the credit. It was a hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Nah, but you know I mean, like, I, I like what they're doing with Mero for now. Like I said, don't just thrust him in there. Like, people aren't gonna forget about him. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's you can easily build him up. It's not like he's gonna be in the tag team forever with Kip Sabian. It's just a good way to introduce him and and get him on TV. But still, I'm not comfortable it doesn't with pull away from the active nah. storylines. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I think, I'm gonna I, side with Julio. Yeah, I, I think it's just the pairing to me that I don't like. It's yeah. just like it'd be like if Stone Cold jumped brands and they put them with freaking Lash LaRue. You know what I mean? If you went from uh, WWF to I mean, WCW. If you, if you, but if you look at it this way, man, like you look at Lita, Lita. No offense to Lash LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> but look at it this way with Lita. Like how many guys remember who Lita came in with? Julio, I know you know. Yeah, say Rios. Say <laughs> Rios. You know what forget. I mean? Like no one remembers that. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I see your point there. It's, it's just that Sable I feel like, too. like people, people yeah. don't always remember who Sable came in whatever. Yeah, but you gotta remember those those are people who weren't established yet. Like Miro is an established superstar who has superstar potential that they just threw in with Kip Sabian. And no offense to Kip Sabian, I'm sure maybe they are gonna end up doing something with him. I just don't see it right now. So I, I prefer them to let Miro be on his own, put him in a feud with somebody where he's far away from the title picture. You don't gotta worry about it. Then you work him up against the Brian Cages, Lance Archers of the world, and then yeah, a year from now, 
you have him fight and fight Johnny Moxley or whoever the champion is. And Kip yeah, already I mean, has his own thing going. Like, yeah. That's fine. Like, that's they didn't a, need to throw Miro in that. He's creating buzz around that. But now with this awkward Miro pairing, that's just a big old experiment. And, I mean, it's yeah. apparent just because yeah. of the that wedding. Yeah, it's a wedding coming out. And I think it, but I think moving forward, what his Miro's team is going to be like, like he alluded to, is like he's the best man. Like he's the best man for everything. And I, it's kind of like a loose Mr. Perfect, I guess is the best way to put it, like another variation. Um, so we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? And Miro is Rusev, by the way, for anyone out there who is wondering. Yeah. Miro is. He is an AEW. Miro is his government. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, but you look, it's like, like I said, the AEW, like they, they take storylines and, or they create storylines on the fly. You look at what Matt Seidel, you know what I mean? The, AKA the former Evan Bourne, you know, this man's first introduction in AEW, he messes up the shooting star press and almost breaks his neck. Yeah, oh, I look mean, at Matt Cardona. What what would you do with Matt Cardona? Why didn't that work? I think it did work. I think it was just one of those where, like they said, we're going to bring you in for six months and we're going to let you get it. You know, what I mean, get an appearance here, and then when you go back to the Indies, your your fee is going to be up more because you was on TV. I don't that's think the they, way they, I think that's the way they sold it to him to make it sound like it was a good idea to have him on five. TV for five or six weeks. Yeah, not a good idea. I, I think, yeah, and him and Cody are good friends. So I think it was probably more like, hey, you know what I mean? You're out of work right now. Like, you're a friend. We'll, we'll help you out. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's what they did. Um, I, I feel like they could have did something with him. I feel like they still can, obviously, but yeah. they could have they capitalized on his talent, his look. I know. What no, but think, see, but that's where it is, they, they could have figured it out. But, but that's where you go down the wormhole of bringing in old WWE talent. Right, but in the case of Matt Cardona, what's wrong? Yeah. Why can't he get over the hump in his career? Yeah. Is this it? I I think it's his character. Like, honestly, like, Zack Ryder is... I never was, like, very huge on the whole Zack Ryder thing. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, AEW is made up of fans that, you know what I mean, try to create the wrestling. Fans created Zack Ryder, so I don't... It's the perfect fan base for him. I'm, I'm surprised that he's not able to pop off over that. Yeah, but Zack Ryder also, like, that wave died years ago on a Monday Night Raw following WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, but, I, I mean, I mean, the Stardust wave died years ago, too. I mean, there's, there's ways they could build them, build them back up. They could have they used them. I think they're trying so much to not use WWE talent that they're going to end up use, making bad decisions for their national television product. Uh, we'll see how it goes, man. Like I said, it's. Uh, I think they've done a good job. Like, like I said, with people like Ricky Starks, like a lot of people aren't familiar with Ricky Starks because he was on NW. He was in NWA, but Ricky Starks is an amazing talent. Brian Cage, you know, what I mean, an amazing talent who's coming in. You know, so we'll see how it goes, man. And like I said, with Matt Seidel, like the way they they created a story on the fly, it was just like, hey, like he botched his shooting star press. How can we make it seem like that was part of the plan? Oh, we're gonna make it seem that Michael Nakazawa was mad that he couldn't enter the battle royal, so he poured oil on the on the top rope, that was and then genius. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get smart. what I'm saying. So you know what I mean, and it made that into a feud. You get what I'm saying, like a mini feud, and it, it, it paid off on an AEW dark. But yeah, you know I mean, not only is that a way to get talent over and across, you know what I mean, but it's a great way to tie blue sands of just like, oh, that's the guy that botched his own finisher trying to come in into the battle royal on a pay per view. Now, that point is a point I want you to hold on to later on when we bring up something else later on, when I know 
the point you just have, you're going to have an opposite viewpoint on it. And it's a similar situation. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll uh, see. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, real quick, we got to touch um, Yeah, I mean, I know you guys haven't been keeping up with New Japan, but New Japan and, and you know, the New Japan Cup has is, is been going well. I mean, a lot of great action. I encourage you guys to watch it. On, if you guys have the New Japan app, yeah, I mean, definitely go do that. It's been a lot of great action. Um, and, you know, I mean, Jay White, I, I, I so hope and wish that New Japan ends up working with AEW, man. New Japan has a new president over there now. Um, so hopefully that will ease tension and relations between AEW and them. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we get to get to see that, that come over here because I would love to see, you know, Jay White and the Bullet Club kind of invade AEW for for a show or something. So good, he yeah, is. Man. I think I think Jay White's the best wrestler, complete package in the world today. He has it all, but like I would love to see like Will Osprey. Like I know, like Will Osprey is just amazing. Like if you guys ever get to watch him in his matches, Zack Sabre's yeah. dope as well. Great physical um, talents, but yeah, and some of those and, guys already have familiarity with each other from their yeah. time at Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, so that. That helps. Chemistry's there, so it's natural fit. I mean, there's a lot of natural. I think that's wherever in wrestling, you like. You look at Impact, man. Like Impact, and like I said, Impact is beating, <laughs> make it like going with their own their own drum at this phone, their own sound. Mm-hmm. Like, and shout out to them, man, because like if you look at what they're doing across the board, like I said, they're not giving a damn about anyone else. They're like, this is our product. This is what we're doing with it, you know. And so, like, you bring in someone like. Uh, we covered it like Eric Young, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, he was just a job, or he wasn't even on TV. But then he comes over here, he wins the title. Doesn't make it credible. It makes it like super credible, especially with his character being like the insane guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Rich Swan, like they built that out, that storyline out. You know what I mean? We seen it coming. Um, but that that was a dope match. Their tag team division is top notch. Yep. I mean, almost too yeah. many tag teams. Yeah, you know, even their women's division. You know, I mean, their women's yep. division, you know, with Jordan Grace and Deanna yep. Perrazzo over there now, yep. you know, Tara Valkyrie. There, there's so many, like, so many women. Kara Hogan, like, there's so many women over there in that, that division. And, like, Impact has always been in the forefront when it comes to the women's division in yep. wrestling. And, so. um, and then you look at the X division. You know, I mean, they always keep that interesting and creative and, and have different ways. So, you know, I mean, you look at the Bountiful Glory pay-per-view that's coming up on uh october 24th yeah i mean and there's so many great matches and grudge matches and the stories are all tied in but the one match that i know i'm super excited for is ec3 versus moose and it's uh, and it's built around the tna heavyweight championship in which technically is a belt that moose just bought back because he's just like you know there's no world world heavyweight champion uh, due to that whole thing was going on yeah but i mean that whole storyline is like amazing and how they're doing it man and you know, like I know, I'm very much intrigued into it. Um, I want the build up's been a while I think, now. I think I think it's dope too. I think it's dope too the way they let EC3 still like flirt with other other promotions and other. Yep. They let him still still be EC3 like 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 he's just there to be a mercenary. I I really like the way they they build his character. Yeah, and and like Scott Demore was talking about it because um, they did a little conference call with him. He was speaking. He's like, yeah, we don't mind it at all. Like. You know, he knows what dates, uh, you know, that we need him for. And we're very much open to him working with other companies. You know what I mean? It's it's great. You know what I mean? Why try to limit him in scope? You know, he's about to go over to Ring of Honor 
and do a few dates with them as well. So and it's just weird, you know, Luis, you asked a moment ago why why Matt Cardona couldn't get over. You look at Kurt Hawkins in, in Impact, he's over. Mm-hmm. And and like why 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 is he over in Impact, but yet, you know, Matt Cardona couldn't get over in AEW. And the reason why he's over in Impact, man, is like he's going after people like Tommy Dreamer. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and he's getting over as a heel, like, cause who doesn't like Tommy Dreamer? Like, you right. think of Tommy Dreamer, you, you think of nostalgia, and he's going over. Yeah, I mean, so he has no problem doing that. Yeah, I mean, you look at Rhino and Heath Slater. Yeah, I mean, they're over there trying to, you know, do the tag team thing, but they're doing it, making it seem like Heath doesn't have a contract. He's just kind of like on trying to get a contract and the way they're working those angles. So I think it's, um, I think it's creative what TNA is doing, excuse me, what Impact is doing. And, you know, and shout out to them, man, like I said, for just constantly like marching to the beat of their own drum. They've, they've been on, they've been on fire since even before this pandemic, like literally since when I was down in Atlanta and seen them. It's crazy. They were a company that was on fire. Literally, they were burning to the ground and now they're yeah. us on fire with the momentum. So yeah. the, yeah, the amount of times that company's right. The amount of times that company's been buried, dead, re- reinvigorated, <laughs> re- reborn. Oh, man. Shouts out That's to them. That's a lot. And, and, like, if we think about it today, like, some of today's biggest stars really made their name an impact. That's facts. AJ Styles, Lashley. That's facts. You know I mean? so, Even some of the stars that didn't make a name, like uh, Okada. three, like I said. Drew Galloway is with You don't want to talk about his time in Impact? No, we don't want to talk about Okada. Like, that, you know, honestly, <laughs> that is the main reason why Okada is Okada today is because the shitty run that TNA gave him. When he went back to New Japan, New Japan was like, look, that is not. You're never going back to America again. Come on. We're going to treat you right. And, <laughs> they and, did. And, as you can see, like Okada like, is the world recognized now. No, truth. Yeah, they True. they botched him, bro. They they terrible. <laughs> yeah, damn Dixie Carter and them for that. But but Luis, man, back onto your realm, you know, into WWE. You know, <laughs> the draft. The draft. And I I think the the biggest the biggest the biggest piece of news that came out of it is that your favorite superstar returned, Lars Sullivan. <laughs> that is you. <laughs> that is you. You did claim him in your stable. Let's so let's, let's keep it real. Let's so, be honest. There's yeah. no member of the unsanctioned podcast that messes with Lars Sullivan. <laughs> no. Somebody they want to see. And nah, Luis, Luis had him in the stable. Him and uh, the Forgotten Sons. So no, <laughs> that's a negative. <laughs> oh. I, I do not claim Lars. He's not in my stable. But I am. I am intrigued about. The Fiend and Retribution being on the same roster. Mm. We talked a little bit about that off air. And The Fiend has a great thing going with Alexa Bliss, and I wonder if that'll grow. Hello, Bo Dallas. Fans have been clamoring for that for years now, and, and Bo's kind of just sitting out there in the wings. So we'll it's see. Bo leave. Bo leave that this Alexa Bliss thing is going long term. I didn't know exactly what they were trying to do with the Braun Strowman thing. It was cool. It was fun to watch. But I didn't know if they were going to, like, fully incorporate him somehow or pair him with Alexa Bliss. But it ended up being that The Fiend recruited Alexa Bliss full-time and, like, that this character change is really happening and it's working. We saw on Raw how we thought The Fiend was coming when the, when the, the lights went out and the, the, the sounds, I won't call it music, the... And then it was Alexa Bliss. 
hitting a, a Bray Wyatt pose, and then they hit the sister Abigail together. That was pretty cool. That's how you tell a story. That's how you grow this thing. It's so very Joker, Harley's Quinnish. Like mm-hmm. that's just what that is. Exactly. And she hits the move. She hits the she hits the sister Abigail better than the Fiend, better than Bray. Like she's she's great at it. But eventually, the Fiend and Retribution are going to have to cross paths if they're like the the two powerful forces in the sky that over oversee this thing. You know, it won't happen. We'll like they'll, they'll... <laughs> it'll be interesting if they keep them separate. That, that's like yeah. WWE having Undertaker and Sting and not putting them in a match together. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think WWE will jump Touché. the ball with that. So you don't think they'll ever cross paths? I'll mm-hmm. say this. As soon as they cross paths, everybody on the internet is going to say, why the hell did they do that? That makes no sense. Retribution mm-hmm. versus Bray Wyatt. That makes, Nobody wants to see that. Nobody ever asked for it. Yeah, it's like oh, ultimately. Like always do. don't, don't think that I'm rooting for it. I'm just saying no, it's interesting that they're on no, the same I think, roster. I think I don't I'm care if it for happens it. Or I not. think I think that'd be a great thing. I mean, Retribution oh, has no. females, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. That's a yeah. But then what is team. what it's going to boil down to is like Mustafa Ali versus the Fiend. Is that appealing? Is that like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Because, yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna elevate Mustafa Ali, which is something we've all been clamoring for. Nah, I think the Hurt Business versus Retribution is perfect for it, and the reason why is just because. If you look at, like, look how last week how they did it, man. Like, Ali was in there, and he slides out of the ring. Even before even before the match, he's just like, you know, I don't need I, – I, I have backup. I'm all set. Like, and they're just like, oh, they're all laughing. And then they get to the match, and like I said, the match is over because Retribution hits the ring, and Ali slides out of the ring. And, like, you see MVP and them laughing like, this dude's stupid. Ha, 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 ha. And then he turns around, he just hits him with the get him. Like, that was <laughs> – Pure, that was classic right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I love exactly. the fact that, like, retribution versus the Hurt Business, like, that's the way to go. And the fact that the Hurt Business was introduced as heels, but somehow they're, like, saving Raw from retribution. I love that part. You know what I mean? So, like, I love that part. Yeah. I don't like the part that retribution has females and the Hurt Business doesn't. So, the females in retribution oh, and the feud hey, like hey, that. Hey, we, Hopefully. We pull it for Naomi. We are Hopefully. Pulling. Where are you at, pulling for it. That, that's when you know it's not going to happen. <laughs> and it's interesting because, Jay, you, you told us that, and only if you listen to Unsanction, you know this, that you texted MVP that idea a few weeks back. Mm. Yeah, and, and now he's I mean, flirting with the idea on social media as we saw. I won't, I won't take, I will not take credit hey, for that. However, I think I'm saying it's in the air in yeah. MVP's world. I will say happen. great minds think alike, though. <laughs> <laughs> this could happen. One more yeah, exactly. thing that stood out to me about the draft. You know, a lot of it stood out, but at the top of my list, as is probably on yours, it definitely stung me a little bit to see the New Day be split up. Mm. Julio, up you were talking about Wording is important. Yeah. Wording is important. up. Nope. Right? No, nobody's ever said the breakup of the new day. If you notice, they don't refer to it as the breakup of the new day. They say split up. Uh, I think it's a big thing to see if Biggie turns to new music, new ring gear. If his mannerism style change, I, be, I believe his style and mannerisms may and change. And people want to see that. Go back to the five yeah. gimmick. Go back to yeah. the five gimmick. I, I don't think. I don't think the ring gear, any of that's going to change. I don't. I, I don't see that happening. Mm. So here's what I got to ask you guys. I mean, we'll get back to the to the New Day split because I think that needs to breathe more. That'll probably be like our final thought, just the way, you know what I mean? Because we have so many memories, uh, you know, of course, having Kofi on the show and everything. Um, 
But out of the free agents or even some of these draft picks, who do you guys think is in prime position to actually do something now that they're on a different show? I mean, you can elaborate on 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 Lars, right? That's that's your pick for that. Nah, that's your boy. <laughs> but not, uh so but like I feel like someone like I think who can benefit from it, I think Chad Gable. Uh, and the fact that they like when they refer to him like now being signed to Raw, you know, he signed to Raw prior like prior to the show starting. Um but the fact that he's back to Chad Gable, not Shorty G, but Chad Gable. I think if they give him that the Kurt Angle push like they're supposed to, he can he can definitely be a mid card like enthusiast, you know what I mean, yeah, and do something special. That'd be a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at the Street Profits going to SmackDown, which is the only thing that I'm really excited about, and I know I'm thinking too far ahead, is a feud with. Street Profits and the Usos. Ooh. I think that we want to smoke. Welcome to the man. I think that is going to be like bona fide, like WrestleMania esque. Now, now Jay had. Uso was drafted to SmackDown. Jimmy Uso has not been drafted yet. Well, Jimmy Uso is also injured, yeah, and okay. I don't think they won't. You know what I mean, they won't break them up. I, I mean, Na- Naomi being on Raw lets you know that. Either both of them or one of them is going to be moving to Raw at some point pretty yeah. soon. I mean, and exactly. I think, like, with the fresh matchups, like, you got Strowman, like, Strowman versus Keith Lee earlier. Yeah, uh, well, last week, technically. You know what I mean? Like, that is something where I was just like, ooh, I'm excited for that yeah, now. Very much you know so. I mean? so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, th- I think to answer your question, Jay, the person I'm most excited to see um, from this draft is going to be Bianca Belair. I think mm, there's a reason they put, her on, they put her on SmackDown and took a lot of yeah. – the other folks besides Sasha and Bailey away from SmackDown is because I think they want to do the long-term thing where they build her up, build her up, build her up. And then now she's going to be the next, next person to carry the ball and carry that division. Um, So she's somebody I definitely was excited to see, see move over. I thought she was going to get lost in the shuffle on raw. Mm. Like she's going to be there, man. That's like, just imagine that Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Like those promos. Amazing. That that writes itself. You get what I'm saying. Um, You think about like some other matchups, like Luis's boy King Corbin, still on SmackDown. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Well, uh, we got to talk about the best draft pick, Otis and Tucker, separated. Bye, bye, Tucker. Um, (laughs) He's gonna be. He'll be future endeavored in bye, bye, Tucky. Can we talk about how how Titus O'Neil is like getting drafted? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like I, to me, like what what sense does that make? And it's not. And like Titus is a great guy, he's a nice guy, but like, why? Why do you the draft first him? ever twenty four seven champion? I I never yeah. knew that. You know, Carmella, Carmella being drafted to SmackDown, like even though she just came back, you know, certain things is just like makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like if I feel like certain talent that could have been drafted, like Peyton Royce drafted to Raw and she's already on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, you can use that on certain talent, like Andrade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who knows where he could have been drafted to? Like, use that on someone to, to get someone excited. Yeah, but if you remember, Andrade got drafted last year, and they put him in a prominent position last year, and they made sure his draft uh, was uh, something they highlighted, him being drafted to Raw last year. So it's like some of those dudes, they already had a chance. I understand trying to reinvent people, but if you already had a chance, I don't want to see you again. And speaking yeah. of reinvention, Alistair Black now is SmackDown right. superstar. Smackdown. Yeah. Moving forward, 
He's got a character change. He's got a little gimmick adjustment. Yeah, that they, into Vince McMahon didn't think his, his original character could go for so long. You know what I mean? So he gave him an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> but you like like you drafting Akira Tozawa like No, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. What? And, and the logic the logic behind it is like, okay, I don't think I've seen I'm not sure if Randy Orton got drafted yet. Yeah, but... he got drafted to Raw. Yeah, okay. I think number three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was gonna say it, it makes no sense for Akira Tozawa to get drafted before Randy Orton. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, to me, even even when you do the draft, like you can, you should be calling up certain NXT people. Well, know, I in think, those slots. I think I think I I kind of think. First of all, personal opinion, I don't want to see them draft NXT people because we haven't. Seen I don't NXT either. With them, so <laughs> so I think I think it's kind of good, and I think as wrestling fans, we should be happy that they left the NXT alone, because uh, they've already ruined so many people. Uh, but I think they could have. I don't like, I agree with you, Jay. I don't like the fact that, like, people already on the brand that, that you drafted people to stay on the brand. That doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, you know, I don't, if I'm going to keep it honest, like, I don't even like the name that they call a draft because, like, if I'm, if you're going to draft someone, I feel like you should draft from NXT. Like, that's a draft because they're yeah. getting called up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just do like the, the trade, the trade no, deadline. We didn't like, <laughs> we didn't like the name, but they had the right name, Superstar Shakeup. That was, yeah. that's what, that's what it is. But nobody liked the name and we buried them for the name. So we made them go back to calling it a draft, and it's not a draft. That's yeah, a Blame yourselves, people. Blame yourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Take some accountability. <laughs> Blame yourselves. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, man, I, I feel like with this, uh, with WWE, man, like the first ever Hell in a Cell I Quit match. It's going to be intriguing. I, I'll be the first to admit that at Clash of Champions Gold Rush, uh, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. I was like, I thought it was just gonna be a waste, um, but it was actually a decent match. Really, that's that's really what you thought it was gonna I be. I thought, I thought going into it, I thought it was just gonna be a waste. Like we already know the outcome, and like you know, what I mean, it's not even gonna have any near falls that we're gonna be like, oh, this could possibly happen. Um, but then watching the match, it was like it was a good match. Yeah, like, kudos to to Jay. They know? weren't gonna get gonna let each other fail. They were going to push each other. They were going to compete. They were going to be extra motivated to, to work with one another. So I, I knew it was going to be good. And I knew ultimately that the end of the point of this angle is to show the ruthlessness of Roman Reigns and what he'd do to be on top and to be recognized yeah. as number one. So they chief. definitely are getting the, the point I across. The tribal chief. I don't like this tribal chief yeah, stuff, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, think, you could do away with that. But... Yeah. The point of the story does make sense to me. I think it's pretty cool. I um, think ultimately, I think ultimately, what they're doing, and maybe this is me foreshadowing and wanting to kind of see it. I think they're like building up to Roman versus The Rock with the whole tribal chief thing. Yeah, you know, The Rock's daughter is in WWE in the performance center of learning. You know, what I mean, who knows? She might just get called up around yeah, WrestleMania. They've been teasing time. it on social media, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, so you know, it might be something where like The Rock comes back and. You know, Romans then went through his whole family and got the Samoan, you know, hit squad 2.0. I mean, it might be like the Rock just comes out like, you know what? I'm the tribal chief and they battle over that. I mean, whatever. But I I also think I also think for the fourth time at some point we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I know Brock Lesnar's on the contract right now, but that's happening at some point again. 
I can't. I can't watch that match. I don't want to see that match. I I, I would say that too, but I do think that I'd rather watch a Rikishi different. promo, like saying <laughs> I did it for the Rock. Like, <laughs> so, so real quick, if the Rock comes back to do this match with Roman Reigns because of the reasons you talked about just now, being the tribal chief, chief, and and taking that top spot in the family, in the wrestling kingdom. Would you see this as The Rock's goodbye match, passing the torch match, such as I won't say I won't say goodbye. I won't say goodbye match, but I think he'll definitely lose. He's definitely gonna lose. (laughs) Like he's definitely gonna lose that match. Uh, And it's the only thing to do is further get Roman over as that guy. Yeah, I mean he's already that guy now. He's the probably the the most hottest thing in wrestling going right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But to solidify him with the win over the rock. That's pretty legit. Yeah. Cause he can sit there and be like, I beat Brock. I beat the rock. I beat taker at WrestleMania and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. At WrestleMania. Yeah, you a win over saying? the rock would definitely over at WrestleMania. Him. Like he could just do it. Run the list. Yeah. I beat triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. And hey, hey, let's get, take the words of Mark Jackson. Let's give credit where credit's due. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns deserves credit for the way he's playing this character. He oh, deserves yeah. 100% credit. He's been giving great promos. Everything he's been doing has been solid. I don't... The Paul Heyman factor does change his character, but it's almost like Roman Reigns changed Paul Heyman too, or yeah. changed Paul Heyman more than Roman Reigns was changed by him. I, I think he's doing a great job. It's a, it's a great character. accent. He's a great compliment to him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, where he, you know, Roman is still speaking in his promos. You know what I mean? Compared to where Brock used to, Brock never used to really speak. Yeah. So, like, Brock had the coolest job. You just show up and leave. That's yeah. it. You don't even think about your script, your promo. You don't fight. You know what Not it is, there. too? Like, I, you know what kind of vibes awesome. to give him? He's giving me, like, old Eddie Guerrero. Like, when Eddie was, like, pissed off and angry, he would just walk to the ring and just scowl at people. Like, that's the kind of vibes I'm getting from Roman Reigns right now. I and mean, I like it. I like it a lot. So, and we can also talk about the end, uh, the end of one of the most atrocious, atrocious runs ever, the Monday Night Messiah. Thank oh, goodness. Let's he talk about Raw. Salvation coming to SmackDown. <laughs> um, let's talk about the strength and positivity. SmackDown has now been brought in by having somebody as mm. talented in and out the ring. Yes, Apollo Crews going to SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> SmackDown now has two of the greatest heels in the history of wrestling in Seth Rollins and Roman oh Reigns' current iteration. Um, could we see the Shield come together as bad guys? Uh, could we... Could we the There's no Shield. There's no Shield, sir. The possibilities are endless. Can't do oh, the man. shield. I mean, nobody cared about the third guy, anyways. Oh, what? what? He yeah. made the shield. In, in the shield. In, I'm gonna be oh, honest. My. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Held him down the whole time. Oh. They've shown. Oh. WWE has shown that they're willing to put anyone in that third spot. Anybody third in that third angle, spot. Triple and H. you know what? Nobody was gonna know the difference. Wow. Um, I mean, the, the first Roman singles Reigns, champion. Shorty the first. G, um, <laughs> it's gonna be a nice shield reunion. The first, he says, Shorty G. <laughs> the first singles champion from uh, the Shield was uh, Mr. John Moxley, if I if I do recall. Eh, eh. So, just a very, to put a that very, out there. A very lackluster run for the U.S. U.S. title belt. 
Yeah, you know I mean, and I, a very, a very mistaken, forgotten era for the U.S. title belt. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, head to head, Mister Mister Dean Ambrose, currently John Moxley, it has a win loss record uh, of over 500 against Mister Rawlings as well. Uh, eh. Just just putting eh. it out there. Let's talk, let's talk, we're talking about like Bret Hart trying to make Shawn Michaels look good. That's 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 what you're talking about right now. <laughs> that's what you're saying right now. But oh. no, I do think I honestly, when we were talking about. And this is my honest opinion, not just because I'm a Seth Rollins fan. Seth Rollins on SmackDown is going to be so amazing. I just really hope, and I know he's going to stay in this Rey Mysterio storyline for a little bit longer. Oh, my goodness. That eventually when he gets out of it, that we get, uh, we're going to get some great matches from Seth Rollins against people that he hasn't been able to compete against before in the past. It's terrible. He's going to get a lot of time on SmackDown, which is going to be amazing. Him versus like uh, honestly, Seth the Rollins thing, versus Sami Zayn. Get ready. The, Get the only ready. match I want to see Seth Rollins in, and this is why WWE pisses me off because there's no continuation. I want to see Seth Rollins versus Aleister Black. That's it. Yeah, he, he's the reason why he's going into Captain Jack Sparrow mode. Like, yeah. like it, it writes itself. Like book that match. You know what I mean? Let's get it done already. That's a great yeah. wrestling match. No, that'd be a good match. It's a good feud overall. I think it'd be a good feud. Yeah. That's why it'd be just a great wrestling match for me. I don't <laughs> think it's, it's a crazy feud or anything like that that needs to drag on and build up. I um, mean, you know so what's going to happen first. You know what's going to happen first. You get Seth Rollins versus Otis. Let's get, let's get real. Seth Rollins, Otis, oh money in gosh. the bank contract on the line. Um, they're probably going to end up having Seth Rollins win it. That's Seth Rollins terrible. with that, the best Mr. Money in the Bank of all time. Oh and, my God, uh, he's terrible. The mis- the best about? ever, Mister Money in the Bank. R V D. Knock it off. <laughs> Le- legit, the worst Money in the Bank. If we Hell win, we Cena <laughs> wins, we riot. I don't <laughs> ever see anyone. I never won a Money Seth Rollins. <laughs> I never won a Money in the Bank participant to tell me I'm cashing it next week against this dude. I want the surprise, the element of surprise. Oh, That's nah. what Money in the Bank is about. Nah, mm-hmm. I, I want it. We got we got that with R V D. We got the surprise all too well. Nah, the, set, nah, the we, set, Seth Rollins moment at WrestleMania is the best moment for that Money in the Bank briefcase no, of all time. No, no, Whoa, How dare you? No, interesting. This sounds no. like a whole other episode. That no. sounds like another episode. <laughs> the best, <laughs> order, the best cash in ever. Idea. The best cash in ever goes to Dolph Ziggler. Oh my gosh! All right, next subject. <laughs> are, we, no. are we? Do we need next a, subject? Okay. The crowd popped. Yes, the, the crowd, crowd popped. popped. Yes, but, but was that no? It's not the best. No, it's the best, bro. <laughs> Definitely no. Not. <laughs> it doesn't compare to cashing in the main event of WrestleMania in the triple threat match. I mean, on the, on the last day <laughs> that he could do it, of course. Like. <laughs> it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare on that. The, the contract was expiring. <laughs> he held on to it for a full year. We almost forgot he was money in the bank. And then oh, he cashed nah. it in there. Oh, amazing. But now going back to that draft, um, it makes no sense. Uh, it's all over the place. But I'm here for it. I love it. Uh, I like the Hurt Business staying on Raw. Mm-hmm. I like Retribution staying on Raw. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the champions staying where they are. I like the Fiend switching brands. I like Kevin Owens switching brands. Well, Kevin Owens is staying on Raw, I believe. No, Kevin Owens got dropped to the SmackDown. Oh, see? Yeah, Kevin Owens got So he's going to be feuding with Aleister Black again. Again. After <laughs> he just powerbombed him through yeah. a table on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, they're going to be feuding for, be feuding forever. <laughs> Street Profits swapping titles with the New Day. Yeah. That was a cool which, is so, which is cool. 
which is cool with me. All right. See you later. It's fine with me. I, 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 you, you knew 100% once the New Day got drafted, or Kofi and Xavier got drafted to Raw, that the Street Profits were not going to be staying on Raw for too long. Oh, no. I was, I thought it was going to happen that way, but I thought the Street Profits or Kofi and them would have lost their titles, the tag titles. Yeah, and then switch over. You know I mean? Yeah, but the fact that they just, like, Usually just that's how swap it happens. Titles, those, yeah. what, what, what happens if the Street Profits now team up with Big E? Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> that, I don't like. I would boycott. I'm already thinking about boycotting SmackDown just because they got some Rollins. But like, <laughs> Rod did get a great pickup in Matt Riddle from SmackDown, though. Yeah, and that's, that's due to awesome backstage pickup. heat, man. Like everyone hears about the backstage uh, heat between uh, Rollins and uh, Mister Mister Bro himself, the King of Bros. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him on uh, on Monday Night Raw. Matt Riddle on Raw should be interesting for sure. Definitely. I think Matt Riddle's going to be in AEW in about a year. <laughs> Sorry. No no offense to Matt Riddle. I just don't think he, his personality fits with the corporate system of the WWE. Bro. And they knew that. They knew that when they, they signed him. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going. Yeah, they tried it out. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another one they're botching, man. They're yeah, so they're, many, so, they're messing that like, up. Like, he could literally be... Ken Shamrock 2.0 in, in regards to, like, he just snaps during a match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, who knows? Oh, as we brief interlude, as we mentioned, uh, Ken Shamrock, you know, shout out to The Rock, who's about to appear on Impact. Yeah. To, in, uh, to induct Ken Shamrock. Yeah. How much do you think they're paying him for that? Who knows, man? It was just crazy how it came about, man. The fact yeah. that Ken Shamrock just hit him on Twitter. Yeah. And no anything. The Rock just responded and say, "I got you, brother. No yeah, problem. I got you. What's up? Yeah, I got yeah, money like, like that. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, I don't shout think out to, yeah, shout out to the Rock. What can Impact give the Rock? Like, they can't afford him. No, but the, but the fact that Impact is like the Rock is going to be on Impact. No, no. Yeah. On a real note, though, as wrestling fans, we always have to shout out the Rock and give praise to the Rock for as big of a superstar as he is. He always highlights the wrestling business and is always willing to give back and give his time back to the wrestling business. He does not need to be a parent on Impact, just like he doesn't need to do be in WWE. I'm sh- and I know the check is nice, but he doesn't need to do all that stuff, and he still does it. Yeah. And gives lends some mainstream credibility to to, to yeah. the entertainment we all love. So just the simple fact that he still like tweets about it or puts yep. it on his Instagram. Yeah. A couple he months ago, he had the top five Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, and yeah. he started that conversation. Like he's been doing a lot to to make sure that people understand that wrestling wrestling is a. Uh, and he reminds people of where he came from, like while yeah. he's doing this. So he'll yeah. pull up, he'll, he'll put up some like random Twitter users posts about throwback to when The Rock hit the coolest people el- people's elbow yeah. in 1999, and he'll take that, repost it, and talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and share it to his millions of followers. Some some of those, well, not some, but like most of those people probably follow him for his movies and his work in Hollywood. And yet there he is posting about the foundation of his career and talking about wrestling or even interacting with people in AEW or whatever, giving props about pay-per-views or talent or storylines. Like, I love that, like you're saying that he just, he's not, he's not turning his back on an industry that helped to make him. Do we think it's because they they're like they're not as on great terms? I mean, WWE. I mean, there's always been like rumors and reports that they're not on 
you know, very great terms. Although he did bail out Vince McMahon by buying the XFL. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so do you think that's the, probably one of the main reasons why he actually was just like, all right, let me do this for Ken? No, I think The Rock just beats to his, the beat of his own drummer. He doesn't care. He knows he's untouchable in terms of, like, getting in trouble, like, burning his bridges in WWE. Like, I mean, going back to that, calling CM Punk in the middle of the ring, like, yes. he don't care. That, that's what I was going to say. Like, anytime WWE hands him a hot mic, they don't know what they're going to get. They tell him, we're hoping you could touch on this, but they don't know what, what, what they're going to get. So that CM Punk story, when he calls him in the middle of the ring after Raw from his cell phone on speakerphone, CM Punk didn't pick up. Imagine if he did, though. Yeah. CM Punk ended up tweeting about that, saying, damn, I wish I had picked up. I couldn't, I couldn't get to the phone. But now that I know what it is, oh, my gosh. And then second, there was that, I think around that same time period, The Rock had come out uh, either, either after the segment or on a different day from when he was making those comments about, like, Lana. And then Rusev came up from behind, and they were like, mm. whoa. But then he went to the ring, and he was talking to – the the cosplay people who, who were dressed as like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and all that and, and WWE wasn't happy about that and then it, it did kind of go a little too long and so they never know what they're gonna get with The Rock when when they give him a hot mic but it's ratings it's The Rock it's Dwayne Johnson it's cross industry coverage so you they have to bite the bullet but you know it is what it is The Rock knows that and he does whatever he wants if he wants to go to AEW tomorrow he can go and do it and still be on wrestlemania if he calls vince mcmahon and says i yeah. want to be on mania he knows that he knows that i mean i, I guess it's, it's just the way of uh the business like i said he exceeds the business now just because he, he's a huge exactly. name in hollywood um but, but yeah i mean not a lot like of people him. i bet if stone cold goes to aew it's, it, it'll be a shit show with wwe they weren't uh, they aren't going to be thrilled and can you imagine jr <laughs> Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. It's here on Dynamite. Right. CM Punk goes, WWE ain't going to talk to him for the longest time. But if The Rock does it, sure, you want to be on Mania in a few months? Got you. Come on back. Why'd you do that, Rocky? Right. Come on now. Who you want to face? You know? So he knows that. He knows that. It's going to be, yeah, it should be interesting, but it, it, it bring us back full circle when it comes to the draft, man. Like I said, it's a, the draft is a little, I don't know how I feel about it, man, because, uh, like, like you said, there's I, certain I, talent that, that's drafted that's like, you already had them on your brand. Yeah. Or you don't need to draft this person. Like, why are we announcing it? Like I said, and, and nothing against Titus, but like, why you drafted Titus? And yeah. he hasn't been on Raw for weeks. Agreed. And, and you know what? He won't be on Raw for weeks, even after this. Like that's that that stuff doesn't make sense to me. I feel like yeah. have to, you know what they should have just have ten picks each brand, so that the picks mean something. By yeah, having like six, seven rounds, yeah. and just like it's filler. But you you look at it like like even with the oh. when you draft people, like people are supposed to go over. But think about it this way, yo: you get you get someone like uh, like Natty, right? You get someone like Natty or Lana, right? They weren't drafted this uh, during the draft at all but yet you put them in a prominent position that now go after the women's uh championship on raw you get what i'm saying like why not have someone who was drafted over which you could have focused on to do that no i agree so i agree no a lot of stuff doesn't make sense going back to something that makes a lot of sense though yeah i mean but uh 
what shout, I, what out to, shout out to Lana for becoming the number one contender, man, because they were burying her. <laughs> and I bet you, I bet you, that's WWE seeing all the feedback and being like, yeah. nah. All right. Is that what, that's what you guys think? Okay. <laughs> no, look, we're being nice to her. Yeah. See? Yeah. Nah, she's about to get a big push. You didn't know that. We were, we've been preparing for this for a year. That was gonna lose. She's gonna lose, but she's gonna she was in the match. She she's gonna was look in good. The match. She, gonna look, she, she was competitive with Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that makes sense that WWE did that we gotta touch on Mustafa Ali as the leader of Retribution. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing WWE way to tie it all in. Nice little swerve. Wait, 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 way to keep us off guard. Way to get people being like, ah, ah. Everything somebody wants to say about that move, there's nothing you can say. Nah, right. and and I think this is what you was alluding to earlier, Julio. I was I was the, the perfect. It was the perfect tie-in to tie up the hacker angle. Yes, perfect, perfect. It was a perfect, perfect. and like I will give credit where credit perfect. is due. Perfect. Like and, kudos WWE writing team for making Mustafa Ali the leader, and and even us not realizing when Retribution finally like unmasked, even like their half mask, that was the same type of half mask thing that Mustafa Ali was wearing when he first came back. Nobody ever put two and two together with that. So mm. like even that with the half mask thing that they were wearing, like it all tied together perfectly. And like nobody thought Mustafa Ali was gonna be the leader of Retribution, and. He can talk, and the other people in Retribution, I'm not too sure if they're good talkers, so having them be that guy was perfect. Great move on there, man. Yeah, Hopefully we can do something with it. personality out of him, too. We can, we can yep. see him operate with an edge yep. instead of just being the nice guy. I'm yep. tired of that. I mean, it's interesting, man. Like, it, it, the one thing I will say is I don't, I don't like, in the fact of Retribution, they gave him new names, like T, yeah. T-Bone and T-Rot. Like, it's like, stop. Like, and, Let's I, call him Dio Madden. We know it's I, Dio Madden. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys saw Mustafa Ali's um, tweet when he was like, "They asked why," and he showed the different pictures of Dio Madden getting F five by Brock Lesnar. He showed Dijakovic getting injured on NXT, his last appearance. Mia Yim, the same thing. He showed like each one of the people. He showed Shane Thorne with MVP saying that, "Oh, he's about to be the next next guy up. Oh, he's about to be my next mm. client," and nothing ever happened. Like, Which is Mustafa another Ali, great tie-in as to why retribution yeah. in the hurt business. Right, are going against each other. Mm-hmm. But he did a good job by tying that in, and I think him doing that might lend them to be able to be like, all right, T-Bar, Mace, whatever, all that is gone. They're, these are the real names. They only did that to like hide who they actually were. But now that they have a leader, they can be themselves. I, I can see like something like that happen. Hopefully it does. Because even those names like T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack, those sounded too like, they just threw it out there real quick yeah, just to really have something. That was definitely like, a Vince yeah. McMahon. Like. Circa Duke the Dumpster. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> it sounded like they looked like the creator wrestler list on WWE 2K and was like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. pick those three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy, man. But, I mean, I, I, the one thing I will highlight, though, that I think was a missed opportunity was for Ricochet to join the Hurt Business. Agreed. I mean. Agreed. He did the, he did the old Eddie Guerrero take the chair, you know what I mean, and, and act like I got hit by it, you know, to win his match. But, like, I felt that was a missed opportunity right there for him to be in the hurt business. And hopefully, since they drafted him so early, I want to say he was, like, the what, the fourth pick on yeah. Friday? Yeah. Hopefully they actually do something with him. Yeah, you know I mean, like, Paul Heyman had plans for him, and then that went to the bed. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Ricochet is such a great talent. Like, they need to do something with him and, and really put him over because he can definitely be a heavyweight champion. I, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. And I know they tried with Brock Lesnar, but having him going against Brock Lesnar was unbelievable. Like, uh, that, that, that's a that, lot of move. That was, that was bad. <laughs> like, that's a... We're putting you in there with Lana. Oh, she's gonna she's gonna fight Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was try, yeah. No, I don't I don't like that move. But I agree with you. They could if they end up turning Drew McIntyre heel, which I feel like that's gonna be part of their plans is to end up doing that at some point this year is to turn him heel. Ricochet would be a great comp- uh, opponent for him. Yeah. I kind of want to see Ricochet go on to SmackDown because Ricochet versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title was something that I really wanted to see. I thought that would have been a great feud with the way Sami Zayn talks and can perform in the ring. I thought he would have carried Ricochet. My worry Ricochet about Ricochet is great in those feuds, though. Like we thinking back to him and Velveteen when Velveteen had the yeah. mic and he was like, "Prove it!" And then the the front flip over the rope. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so like that's an iconic moment. Yeah, um, I will say what I w- I would love to see. I would love to see Sami Zayn kind of have like a honky tonk run with the IC title because so many people hate him as is. Yeah. And I think just bringing that, like, for him, whenever he loses the championship, I think whoever he loses it to, if they give him that honky tonk room, that will then make the next guy. I think I agree. I think I think that's what they're gonna be trying to do. I think Sami Zayn is long term IC champion. Yeah. So. Hopefully. Now, fellas, we've come to this part of the show where we've tried to avoid it for so long, but. We touched on it just a wee bit earlier, but now I think we can get into to full depth. If we can, just get a moment of silence in the Wakanda, st- in the Wakanda stance. And, uh, the ah, don't you dare be sour. <laughs> oh, no, we're being sour. We're being sour. We're being super sour. I'm sour. Right <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about it because I don't think there's ever been an act in the history of wrestling that has turned the general opinion on their act, a complete 360 degrees as the New Day has. Mm. Think about when the New Day first started, what people were saying, and then when the New Day first even started getting going with this iteration of the New Day where, like, they were a little bit more goofy and gimmicky and dancing around. People were like, I don't want to see this. Why we had guests, this? guests on our show. Oh, my gosh. Several guests on our show. Guests on our show that are currently in WWE yeah. in a prominent, prominent, <laughs> yes. prominent role. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and, and not to leave ourselves out, like, to, for a point in time, we we were at it for and, a point in time ourselves. I mean, the, the, there was, there was a, a point in sure. time where the New Day was getting a little stale and the act was getting a little old. And they kind of got through that hump and put a little more energy and refocus into what they do. Six and a half years. Six and a half years ago. Yeah, so, and, and that happens. That's natural. That's supposed to happen. It's okay. And they were, they were literally given a gimmick like, okay, mm-hmm. you guys are going to be like reverence. Like, they didn't, like no one watched Devon with, a, with right. Deacon Batista before that. And they pitched yeah. working together. They wanted to work together, and they had to prove themselves. So they had to prove themselves by taking what was thrown their way and making it work, and they did yeah. that. They got it and over, the crowd man. got to dictate some of that, as as Kofi said. So they had to go back to the drawing board on a few things, and they retooled it, and they made it work because they wanted to work together. And so having this six-year run has been incredible. And it's not over, as Julio keeps reminding us. It's not over. It's not over. It's not, not over. over. But, but they're still somewhat together. But mm. the, the history that in these six years they were able to establish, they gave us our first African-American world 
WWE champion came from that era. They gave us probably the most selling merchandising act in WWE. Bootios. We make sure you ain't booty. Why are they pulling the plug on that, though? That's that's interesting. Yeah. No one knows, man, but hopefully it leads to Big E in a WrestleMania moment winning the Universal hopefully. Championship. Let's hope. Let's yeah, I mean, um, let's hope because I don't want him to go the way of Ezekiel Jackson. So let's or or the way of uh, Bobby Lashley Part One. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bobby Lashley Part One had to deal with Michael P.S. Hayes and the P.S. Uh, in those regards, stand, stood for piece of shit because piece it was of shit. Uh, facts. <laughs> because uh, you know, if if rumor has it to be true, he was saying some things behind the scenes that he's lucky yeah. Lashley didn't punch him in the mouth for. Yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, how he's still employed by WWE and Lashley's still working there too. Same way Pat Patterson is after touching all these blue boys, but we're not gonna go on that. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and allegedly, some wrestlers for their pushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, I'm he's looking at you, Virgil. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it, Virgil. You know what you did, Virgil. <laughs> so, everybody has a price, right? <laughs> yeah, Virgil, Virgil descri- subscribes to the Boris Kojo way of thinking. <laughs> oh, oh my god, not Boris Kojo. I'm sorry, oh. not Boris Kojo. Uh, tank, oh, oh my goodness, to the tank way of thinking. Yeah, no, I can't. Wow. <laughs> Oh, back Don't to the new day. So. The climax of that story was Kofi Mania. And I hope they can add another chapter to that. 100%. Yeah, Kofi Mania was awesome, amazing. Like, and like it, it's legit. It's one of those you're going to be like, on this day, I remember where I was or what I was doing with Kofi. I think I remember where I was that day. I have to recall a little bit. <laughs> I was at MetLife, baby. Media. <laughs> it was crazy. Crazy. Gives me chills thinking about it. Yeah, oh, man. Like, clip when he won. Oh, my God. I watched it over and over and over. <laughs> just like, just electric, man. That place went crazy. Crazy. But Why yeah, did you guys go? Oh, what happened? Uh, it's called opening day. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, I wasn't gonna miss that. I think uh, you know one of our other there. coworkers went there and she uh, she's seen it, but but yeah, man, like you look at the new day, man, like countless, countless, countless memories, you know, countless great moments. You know, what I mean, like we went to plenty of raws and stuff like that. You know, Kofi, give us the point. You know, shout out to us. Like we've we've had you know conversations uh, on the air with Kofi, off the air with Kofi, man, and. uh yeah, man, like, shout out to the New Day, man. And, it, like, it's – to me, it's – they're they're done for now. And who knows? I'm not saying they can't do a reunion tour, like, probably in WWE's timeline within 18 months. Um, yeah. They'll be back together at Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but ultimately, like, yeah, man, it's, it's a great run. And I will go down and say, like, I know DX is amazing. Um, you know, Nation of Domination was another great one, but like, I will say, it just in terms, arguably, the New Day is probably WWE's greatest faction of all time. Ooh, that's a very controversial take. Definitely the best faction <laughs> in the last ten to fifteen years. No, I, I will say, I will say all time, just for the simple fact that the longevity. And the constant battle that they had to face because a lot of times they were put in a tag team title picture where we both know, or all three of us know, 
WWE doesn't care about the tag team division yep. at all. Yep, and they made the tag team division exactly. Some, it made something. it you yeah, want to watch agreed. like them versus the Usos, like the rap battle. <laughs> like agreed. everyone remembers, no. don't get all X-rated like your boys, Xavier Woods. Like, come on. <laughs> or even or even the the matches in the series against the Bar, like that was really good. Like, exactly, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time we seen the, the tag, the first time we seen the tag team championships like defended by one person. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? so um you know it, it's it's very much interesting like they've lived up to a lot and they have to deal with a lot man and and they kind of did it with a handicap and i mean that with all due respect to xavier woods because ultimately he kind of acted more of a manager and wrestling some matches yeah and that's I mean? not but that's not to his talent that's not because of his talent no, 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 no. He's very, very talented. He's very talented, but that's why I said it's more to like a, a, a handicap, and I mean that in the most respectful way. It's not anything disrespectful to Xavier Woods, um, but it's just just the way the WWE had them booked, and like they were literally given something that was supposed to doom them, and they turned that into gold, and it was a merchandise like yep. selling nonstop monster, and they did that, and like you said, Kofi Mania. Yeah, I mean, that put him over the top. That put him in, in the arenas of versus Randy Orton where he can get a win back or even make up for that stupid, like, the kick and everything. Mm. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, and, it, yeah, it sucked the way he lost the title. <laughs> where, you know what I mean, kind of still makes my blood boil about that too. You know what I mean? But ultimately, we got to see that, and it was something that, to this day, like we can put on certain highlights and certain matches, and it's just, just amazing work that they did, man. So you know, shout out to them, and that's why I feel, arguably, due to the climate that they were wrestled in, and you know, I mean, just the longevity of it, they are WWE's greatest faction of all time. Yeah, no, you can make a great, great, great case for them. Um, yeah, no, I kind of you can put them up there with like the Four Horsemen in terms of wrestling's greatest fashions because individually the four horsemen is Ric Flair, even though the individual pieces were great. None of the pieces were as great as Ric Flair. I would say Kofi Kingston was the one to win the world championship, but Big E and, and Xavier Woods elevated themselves both to a point where they could carry on their own and be, be solid, solid uh, factors on their own. Like Big E is going to be, I, I can't see them messing that up. And Xavier Woods is what gave New Day their personality. Like Xavier Woods really is what got the New Day over with the trombone and the uh, w, w, w that and the the New Day rocks chant. Like that was all Xavier Woods. So like and and he was you know at the same time he was acting as a co-star in in films. So right. shout out to Xavier Woods. <laughs> Best supporting actor, Xavier Woods. <laughs> I think it's also pretty uh, telling that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Julie. Finish your point. My bad. No, no. Yeah. You, you finish your point because I'm gonna shift to something else. Okay, okay. So I'm just gonna add that it's also really telling. And this is quick. That when you have factions, especially iconic factions, people usually yearn for others to join those factions. Like, oh, it'd be so cool if Booker T were to go to NWO or like imagine like when we were younger, we used to always, you know, yeah. feed into that too and want to see certain people join DX or, or whatever. And, and sometimes along the way that would happen. Certain people would join, certain people would go, it'd be a rotating door besides those like founding members. But with the new day, there's never been conversation about that. There's never been any ideas to try to like 
rejuvenate them outside of what they already do and outside of trusting that the three of them can handle the direction of the New Day. And they've been able to do that. You haven't seen other members of the New Day. You haven't seen them have people that come and go or be switched out for others. Like the New Day has been set from day one until now. And I think that speaks volumes. You know what's crazy about it, too? And and I don't think we'll ever really think about it, but the New Day literally is too cool with actually, like, it factor. And I say... And I say that because, like, you know, when you think of Too Cool back in the day, like, they would have people coming to ring and dance with them or, like, Stephanie McMahon or Triple H. Like, New Day had Triple H dancing. They had Stephanie McMahon mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, they didn't need to recruit other members or, or people wishing other members to, for them to, to join the New Day just because the New Day, you can insert them anywhere. You get what I'm saying? And they would have – they would – create that vibe where people felt like oh it was just good to see them together but we don't want them in the group but it was good to see that for that one point in time yeah and i i feel like the perfect candidates if they were ever going to do that which which is not going to happen and i don't want to happen and and like if if these like the times that we were living in right now was like 2002 or 1998 or 1991 or whatever like the street profits yeah. Would make perfect yeah. additions to the new day. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, it's like imagine just, like that new day versus DX or something. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. No, yeah. it's almost like it's almost like the Street Profits, even when they were in NXT, especially when they were in NXT, were like New Day Junior almost. Mm. And I've always felt that way about the Street Profits. That so promo like, work. Yeah. Like they, yeah. the way the way they talk, the even the way they wrestle as a as a team, not individually. Yeah. It feels very new day. They're a match made in heaven. They really are. If we were still going by by how how things used to be, they'd yeah. be one big one big group, one big stable. I don't know, but like, yeah, you know I mean, it's uh, it's tough, man. Like we we've seen it all. Um, we've seen them be split up live in the ring, man. Like that to me, that was a genuine reaction. Yeah, like Biggie was really like holding back tears. Yeah, you know I mean, Kofi played it like a professional. You could tell he was just like. Whether he knew or not before going into it, the way he played it off, though, like it, it seemed like it was just genuine. Like, wow. I would say the one person who made the segment not look genuine was probably Xavier Woods. Yeah. With his, what about E? Say E's name. How come you didn't say E? Like, yeah, what? exactly. Like, you you gave it away. Why give it away like that? No, nah, because like I, even I picked up on it as soon as it was just like you know Monday Night Raw drafts. <laughs> the names, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kofi kicks it to Xavier Woods. I'm like. That they didn't say it. Big E, bro. And they yeah. and you know what's crazy is they stressed it before, like going into the draft. Like you could draft whole teams as they did, like with retribution. Yeah. Or they or Dominic Wright. <laughs> yeah, like or they could just the new day. Or they could why, just and why draft wouldn't you want to take the new day? Why do you just pick two? That's it's just yeah. like, come on, man. People yeah. they they take us for granted sometimes with our intelligence. Some people don't even not even thinking about it, so they're right to do it. But anyway, like now, I know, oh, Julia, you wanted to move on, but, like, just, like, I can't get this DX comparison out of my head. Like, if you had the Street Profits in the New Day, it's like, damn, it, it's almost like the same exact formula. And, I mean, no disrespect at all, but you've got, like, the Street Profits would be the Road Dog oh, and facts. Badass Billy Gunn. Outlaws. And yeah, then yeah. Kofi's, like, the Shawn Michaels of the group. Xavier Woods is X-Pac. Yeah. And then Big E is, like, the Triple H. 
Yeah. We're still waiting for it from the breakout. Yep. That's a good that's a great analysis, Luis. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely that the way that it's it. I could see it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, remember, like, when the New York Jawas were trying to break out before they joined DX, like, they were, like, DX Jr. Like, now yeah. it's a, exactly the way Street Profits are. The way, what I was going to segue to when we were start talking about Xavier Woods and starring in films, uh, <laughs> I ran Alberto Del Rio. I think we've seen the last of Alberto Del Rio, oh, Alberto man. Del Patron, Alberto... Alberto Incarcerated. Yeah. Uh <laughs> What? Luis, what's up with your peoples, bro? What a waste of <laughs> talent. Know, in though. Spanish, we say frito. Yeah. Frito means fried. Fried yeah, is man. fried. Uh, he is fried. Um, but mm-hmm. cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug because here's somebody who had like less than four or five everything. years ago. He had everything. You know what I mean? Every wrestling promotion wanted him, especially the number one wrestling promotion. He loses that job uh, for some unfair factors. Let's be real about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Unfair factors. Comes Race back. behind the scene. Right. Comes back. Fucks it up again. This time on his own merit. Pulls Paige, almost pulls Paige down to the despair of her career and the fact that she's been able to come back to be whatever she's being right now and Looks healthy. Plus, I don't think Alberto did that. I think there was a, a nah, certain tape. I, 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 I think Alberto did that. I think Alberto did that. Like, just look at Paige. Um, I think Brad Maddox had a hand in no, that. No, I'm saying, but look or at Paige. Something else in Alberto that. Del Rio. Like, look how skinny she was. Look how gaunt she was. Look how look look how pale she looked. And look at her now. She looks healthy. She looks happy. Like, yeah, no, he. There's something wrong with him, man. It's sad to see because. What a great earring performer. What a great talent. Has every piece of see, the look, the charisma, see, everything. See. Like it's charismatic. And it's just so sad to see him uh just throw shit all away, man, and stuff it all up his nose. Yeah, man. Like he literally like WWE put a like strapped a rocket to his back. Strapped a rocket. Because they were desperate to to tap into that, like Mexican Ray Mysterio being yep. gone. Yep. Like yep. this man runs the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, he ends up winning the the world heavyweight championship. Yeah, gave him the cool entrance, man. It gave him his own ring announcer, <laughs> like one of the coolest entrances ever uh, yeah. we've had on the show. Shouts out to our boy, and we, and we have a drop of that coolest that, uh, entrance ever. Entrance, right, Still unsanctioned. <laughs> they need to bring him back. No bow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he definitely fit in w- with what they're doing now. Well, I well now that Kalisto is no longer in the no, Lucha House no, Party, no, he's looking for a no, partner. No, they can they no. can reunite that tactic. Nah. Bring him with Santos Escobar, yo. Put him with Santos Escobar, like something like. Okay. Don't, don't do no. Nah, you don't want to do the Kalisto. Kalisto no, wasn't looking El, El Dorado, no. like no. <laughs> Kalisto and Lince. Terrible, terrible. Lince Dorado, like terrible. That's horrible. Shoot, they might give him the Dominique Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at, you said Dominique, bro. That's messed up. It's <laughs> Dominic. Dominique. 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 Dominic. Dominique. We're giving him Dominique. We're doing it. Uh, he got to earn. He's going to change his name anyway. The, the buddy and, and Ray's daughter's storyline. What's her name again? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. I called her Aaliyah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Mysterio. Yeah, it's weird. A little weird. 
It's a little weird. She's only a, a naive nineteen year old, right? That's what they to doing. me is like they didn't need to bring up their ages. Like if they didn't bring up their ages, I don't think anybody would think of it as weird. I think of it two ways. One, it's entertainment. So Well, how old is Murphy? Do is he, he's like he's like thirty two. We don't we don't know how old Murphy is. They're acting. He might he's, be twenty six and then the fact <laughs> the fact that people are coming at Alexa Bliss for saying like, Don't you realize he's hitting on a nineteen year old is like people, grab a grip, bro. It's a it's yeah. entertainment. It's not reality. He's not really dating a 19-year-old. Like, get a grip, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> and I'll put it like this. Even, I'll put it like this. Even if he was, because it's a lot worse than W. Like, you had Vince May with rumors of trying to have escapades with, you know, some of his talents and stuff like that. Like, it's not the end of the world, man. Like, she's I mean, it could age. be the end of the world. But at the end of the day, it's entertainment. So, stop. This is the thing that we do as wrestling fans. We try to put logic to something that's illogical. Like yeah. and we do as wrestling fans, we do that a lot, and it's like, no, don't put logic to illogical things. Do you think these ideas are coming from Rey Mysterio, or are they being? Oh no, to no, hell no! You got to have some balls to pitch that no. to a man. You know, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is probably like, you know what? I don't see. I want to spend family time. I don't really see the value of being in the WWE and working the schedule. And WWE yeah. him just but like to me. pitch that to pitch some of these ideas the to. To they a family checked. man or a family woman who's who's on your roster and, and they want to incorporate your family like that and your daughter Yo. and whatever, like I'm like, they are all getting paid. They are all under contract. I don't yeah. get it. Like you gotta have some balls to go up to someone and really like like propose those those kinds of ideas. Yo, they're all under contract. You gotta be shameless. Every last one of them signed a contract. Supposedly, so they're all getting that bag. Supposedly Vince wow. McMahon's very high on Aaliyah. Like very very high on her. He really? thinks he can, she can be a star. Really? Yeah, I don't. I I I hope it's not an acting. Her <laughs> acting. Her acting is not solid. Let's no. just. <laughs> none, none of them. None of them. But Ray Mysterio family cannot yeah. cut a promo. And Ray's always been a terrible actor. Ray's <laughs> always been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so <sweet>. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Oh, but they are the swaggiest family ever on wrestling. The Louis V, the Louis Vuitton, yeah, everything, yeah. everywhere. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. Even on the mask, even on the mask. Like, they are flexing yo, really hard. <laughs> they are strategically flexing. That's flexing. <laughs> they flexing. flexing. They got it. Got the he's money, like, right? Hey, got he's the like money. that check is nice. He's like, no, that check is nice. Look, and see, look at like the bank. Take little bank. <laughs> big bank, take little bank. They're they're right, flexing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. But yeah, if we look at it like, what do we got? We got Hell in a Cell coming up, man. So we're gonna link back up and do our predictions at some other sure. time and get that out to the people, man. Um, we went over the draft, and I mean, like I said, we're, moving forward, man. Like I said, it, I'm glad Seth Rollins got traded to SmackDown because his Monday night was stale. Like, hopefully, this reinvigorates him and gives him something fresh to do, man. Because he was terrible on Raw. And it's not all his fault. It's the storyline he was a part of. Um, I mean, he still sucks overall, but. We got to get Julio going again. <laughs> he's, he's already getting ready. It's like, it's like I'm not even going to comment at these, at these falsities, truths, and uh, Just trying to facts. bait him into it. Just trying to false, bait him into false it. False facts. False facts. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> we'll see, man. Like I said, well, what I'll do is uh, my 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 post-draft grade to WWE overall right now is at a C plus. That's what I give them. 
and we'll see how it moves forward. I'll give him a C. Nothing special. I'm gonna give him an I for incomplete because I do have to see what what feuds they they bring people into. If they just go back to what we all think of these people remaining in the same feuds, even though they're on different shows, then yeah, I'm agree with you guys. But if they give us some actually fresh feuds, and I'm okay with them totally forgetting about what happened two weeks ago and just not going complete complete slate with a lot of these people. Um, I think I'll give it a better grade. Well, like I said, right off rip, we already got Strowman versus Keith Lee. So that's a... That's a solid. That's a win. That's a solid. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. But the that's whole thing, it doesn't feel like a shakeup, but it also doesn't feel like a fail. Yeah. It just is what it is. It'll be yep. fine. It'll be regular programming. And, and for the first time, for the first time, I think a lot of time when these drafts and shakeup happen, after every time everybody says Raw came out with the most of the talent. I don't think I could say that this time around. I think oh, I could no, say that's... I guess the SmackDown's pretty even, or it's even, or SmackDown came out with more, the majority of the top top end. Talent. I mean, like I said, yeah, SmackDown SmackDown got a lot of good ones. I think, like I said, the only downer really is Seth Rollins, but it's a lot. It's a bold face. That make up for it. That's a bold face lot. Yeah. So I drafted him first. <laughs> so I drafted him first. I don't like the fact that they're keeping him away from the Fiend, though. By the way, he's gonna get his revenge on you, the Fiend. Stop it! No one wants to don't see forget. that. Don't forget that toolbox is coming. No one wants to see that. <laughs> Everyone was ecstatic. He was like, "Get the belt off of Rollins and give it to the Fiend." The Fiend. All right. What do you think? You. you can always hit us on on our our Gmail account, unsanctionedpodcast at gmail We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at unsanctionedpw, and hit me up on on Twitter at Luis Vasquez six one seven. Yeah, it's your boy, uh, Jay Holland, man. I'm everywhere. Like I said, the Connoisseur781, still JL City. And if you're on Facebook, at that 781 at the end. Um, wow, fellas. It's been real. Can I, can I not tell people who I am? And no, 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 no. I was going to throw it to you on the lob. I was, I was, I was going to throw it to you on the lob. I was just like, it's been real. I was, was going to say, people, uh, don't compromise yourself. Don't Virgil yourself. Uh, stay true to yourselves, people. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, this is uh, Julio June, and you can find me at uh, the Juke underscore PW on Twitter only. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. And wow, fellas. We're gonna mark this down. I think we week by week. I think we we you know to Julio's point, he marked it incomplete. We see what comes up uh, out of these uh, these next few months, and hopefully, it gets some entertaining wrestling on the main brand. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Jay. Fingers crossed. Exactly, man. Make sure all to our listeners, man. You know, make sure you guys, you know, on all platforms, leave us a review. Subscribe to us, man. Write a review. We we love to hear you guys' feedback. You know, what I mean, it makes it gives us a lot of feedback onto what you guys like um, and what you guys want to hear. So, you know, kudos to you guys. And please, like I said, just continue to rate and review and subscribe to our content. You know, it's greatly appreciated. Anything else, Luis? Party words? Send some money to Virgil so you don't have to keep doing uh, stuff like that. No. <laughs> That you're like Virgil will box you, bro. <laughs> Throw the hands. He ain't got Roddy Piper in his corner this time. Who's <laughs> coaching him? <laughs> I'm oh, good. I'm good. Good conversation. <laughs> and Luis is over okay. there on his Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Luis doesn't want to get in his Virgil smoke. He doesn't want to smoke. He, with he, don't, he don't want the. He don't want to smoke with Virgil. <laughs> he wants to smoke with Alberto Del Rio. That's what it is. <laughs> Frito. Oh, Frito.
That's how we're going to end it. That's the new sign off. Free though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you already know, man. This is the Unsanctioned Podcast. We are now being unsanctioned over your airwaves. Till the next time, peace and love, y'all. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here. Never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair. Can't be shook. You know the wolf smell fair. Throw him in the trunk. Turn your man to a street stick.